It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. In late July, we had a very special gathering of Ellerslie alumni here in Windsor, Colorado. The week that they were here was filled with pithy and poignant reminders about the Christian life. You know, that version that is all in, fully given and abandoned to God. Hey, this is Eric. I have to admit, it was really, really special seeing friendly, familiar faces on our campus again. Boy, did I miss it. This week spent with the students was truly magnificent and precious. And since I'm traveling with the family over these next two weeks and won't be able to be present and live in the chapel for our Daily Thunder broadcast during that time, I'm going to take a short hiatus for my World War II series, which I will pick up upon my return. And I'd like to share recordings of five of the messages that I delivered during this powerful week with the alumni. I hope that you'll be encouraged by these living truths just like I was. If you have a desire to be discipled this year, please go to ellersley.com forward slash daily and look at the training options that are still available in 2020. And please don't let the finances stand in the way of you applying. We have scholarships. So follow what the Holy Spirit may be nudging you to do and trust that he will make a way. And now, without further ado, a bit of thunder. I have a subtitle to this. You guys see that? Don't give up now. So some of you may, this may be something that you've heard me say in the past, but there's a very specific attack against my life. And I've had various attacks. The enemy's changed up his game over the years. But if I could enunciate it very simply, it's diminishment and discouragement. It's a, it's an operation that the devil obviously feels has the best possible um, benefit or for his kingdom if he were to hit me with it. Okay, The devil has limited resource. He can't just do unlimited things to try and stop. He has to tactically maneuver. I've been studying so intensely World War I and now World War II. One thing that uh, is very, very important is supply lines, military personnel. You have limited resource. You have to know how to wield it properly. It's all part of the strategy. Well, the enemy is a strategist. He is... Uh, very sharp at what he does. And so if he's going to bring an operation against you, it's because he believes that's the, has the best possible impact. And so obviously I must look like a sucker for discouragement and diminishment because he has tried that on me for years. I had a three-year window where every day, all day long, there was a voice speaking to me to give up. Shut up. No one wants to hear this. It was right before Ellerslie, by the way. And after a while, I finally landed my feet and I recognized that's not coming from God. It's weird how we can actually think (laughs) some of these things like, God, I know I'm nothing. (laughs) But it's like, wait a minute. Okay, pin that. I know exactly where that's coming from. That's the devil. Uh Uh-huh. So now I'm going to respond to it with God's word. What is the truth? And so this was a very, very important maneuver in my soul to begin to awaken to this voice and then combat it. Give up. Lay down your weapon. This is not just Eric Ludy that's been hit with this. I have a hunch. There's a few of you in here that have been hit with that. What's the good of your life? What exactly have you accomplished? Let's take since March 15th when COVID-19 just sort of began to shut down our world. How many people have you led to the Lord? What exactly have you produced? What fruit are you showing? If we were to measure us just in this room, 
you know, there's some of you that could be like, well, I could answer that. I, I've, I've, I, I'm not going to buy that. I know what God's been doing in and through my life. But there's some of us that are very susceptible to feeling like you're right, oh devil. <laughs> you're right. Well, I'm worthless. What good am I? Maybe I should just give up on the whole thing. I mean, isn't that a ridiculous conclusion to come to in this whole thing? But that's the devil's game. That's why you're seeing the subtitle in this, Don't Give Up. So I set out 29 years ago, somewhere right around there, could be 30 now, I probably should get my numbers uh, accurate, to change the world for Jesus Christ, to awaken the sleeping church. Go, Eric! The church is worse off now than when I started. You know that that's, that can be very discouraging when you realize that no matter how hard you labor and no, how, matter, how loud you bark, no matter how many times you lay down your life and you sacrifice and you give, it seems that everything keeps going in the wrong direction. Give up. There have been so many moments where I have been baited to give up. If you asked me how close I've ever come to giving up, eh, well, you remember that one story where Leslie and I came to sit down with uh, her parents and we were going to tell them, because the devil had a deal on the table. Eric, you give this message up and I'll leave you alone. And we were being hounded. This is about three years into our ministry. So about, you know, 22, 23 years ago. And uh, I just wanted peace. I just, I just wanted sanity. This was so intense, this ministry thing. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And so I, I remember saying to, they thought we were going to announce that we were pregnant. Really very awkward to look back on, you know, but it's like, we have something we need to talk with you guys about. Yeah. All four of us together, you know, and they're like all excited. And, and instead it's like, um, we're, we're stepping out of ministry. We feel like the devil's made it, made it clear that if we will just let go of this message, he'll let go of us. And Janet, famous quotation in my life, Eric, he's lying to you. You know too much. He will not stop until he kills you. Doesn't sound like my mother-in-law, by the way. That was like a very odd moment where she's like speaking through my fog. I could see it. And then I, I mean, my, my hands went into fists and I stood up and I said, we're not stopping. It's a key moment in my life. And so since then, even though I've been played with this discouragement over and over again, I have never come to the place where I've ever decided that I was going to give it up and had to be talked out of it. There have been emotions that desired to give it up. Like we've joked as Ellerslie that we all have our escape hatch. And mine was New Zealand. I've been invited to New Zealand so many times too. And I still have. I have a guy down there that's working me over all the time just saying, come on, Eric, you could start Ellerslie, New Zealand. And believe me, that sounds very pleasant at times. And yet we have held our ground here. And I still remember at the end of the first year of Ellerslie, the devil, and I have a clicker in my hand. Well, here's what I'll do. And this is how he handled it. it. The first year of Ellerslie was so difficult to get this thing off the ground. It was like a plane that's trying to lift off and the devil is jumping on top of the plane, trying to get the nose to turn into the ground. And we're just like fighting to get off the ground. I mean, it was incredible spiritual warfare. And we got off the ground. And here's the enemy. Well done. Well done, Ludi. All right, you got me. You got me. You did it. You got this thing called Ellerslie going. Let's make a deal. 
You've never seen anything that I could do, Ludi. If you want to see what I can do, keep going. You take one more step forward, and I'm going to bring all hell against you. Your choice. Or I'll let you have your little Ellerslie here. You keep it the way it is right now, I'll leave you alone. But if you take one more step forward, watch out. How are you going to respond to that? And you're like, Eric, why are you talking with the devil? I wasn't talking with him. He was talking with me. And it was interesting because I can pin two key moments in my life where I knew exactly what the devil is saying to me. I know exactly what the terms are. Isn't that weird? In other words, he can make his message fairly clear to the saints of God. I remember I sat down with the, the staff. Nathan, were you there at that time when, I, when, when we were having that conversation? I'm not sure if you were here full time yet. Philip, I don't know if you were here. And I don't know that anyone else uh, that would have been here, uh, like Sandy isn't here, Grace isn't here, Dan's not here. And I, I laid it out for them. I said, here's, here's the deal. I did it very seriously, by the way, too. And they're sort of looking at me like, what in the world? And uh, then I said, you want to know what my response is? We're moving forward. This is a play against our soul. And what I want you to rally through. I know some of you may be at that very first stage where you're wanting to sit down with Leslie's parents and tell, tell them, I, I, I need peace. I need sanity. I can't handle this battle. You see, you can't, but I can tell you someone who can handle this battle. In the very beginnings of our spiritual war, we oftentimes try and rely on our own ingenuity, our own fortitude, instead of relying on his grace to carry us. And we oftentimes have to be exposed in that. We need to be exposed to the fact that it's not you that can do this. But he will do it in and through you. I do not fear what the enemy can bring. He has brought a lot against me. And there are moments when the weights were so acute, the pains were so acute that I didn't know if I could make it. I don't know. Can you die from acute soul pain? I didn't know, but it was so acute, so intense where you feel like you're aging. You feel like your hair is turning white just because of what you're grappling with spiritually. And so I understand what the church is facing. I really do. And I understand the bait to set down your sword. If you knew that your life could be easier, if you would just give up this whole message thing, just, you could still be a Christian, but give up the fight. Give up the stand. Give up trying to speak with this mouth in a world that doesn't want to hear it. There's an easier way to live your life, oh Christian. All right, so that's my premise. Don't give up now. Study the ant. You could say, are you calling me a sluggard? I didn't, I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. Okay, so Tamerlane, who's a famous military leader and tactician, this is something he was known to have shared. I once was forced to take shelter from my enemies in a ruined building where I sat alone many hours. Desiring to divert my mind from my hopeless condition, I fixed my eyes on an ant that was carrying a grain of corn larger than itself up a high wall. I numbered the efforts it made to accomplish this object. The grain fell 69 times to the ground. But the insect persevered, and the 70th time it reached the top. This sight gave me courage at the moment, and I never forgot the lesson. 
a grain of corn, bigger than itself. Have you ever noticed that the calling that God has given us is bigger than ourselves? And it seems way too weighty and to go up this high wall with it, to lift it up so the entire world can behold the glory of God. This is a big task. However, when we start out in our Christian life, we say, I'll do that for you, Lord. What we're not prepared for is the fact that you climb up, what, three quarters of the way up that wall, and this is a heavy, heavier weight than you realized. And then you bobble it. And where does it go? It doesn't just go down an inch and stick to the wall. It falls all the way down, bounces, and goes further away than when you started. <laughs> That's a hard thing to go through if you're an ant. It's a hard thing to go through if you're a human. When you start out standing for Jesus Christ and it looks like the culture goes in the opposite direction, when you've been standing, standing firm, and it looks like it's getting worse, well, there's a pretty good reason to give up. But how many of us are willing to go all the way back down that wall, go to that grain of corn, which is now further away, pick it back up, and start climbing again? And I don't know how many of you have done that. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a very noble venture. But then you get, oh, about 90% of the way up, and you can taste the victory. And then you bobble it, and it falls. Ding, 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 ding. And it's further away than ever before. Okay, now we got a test of soul, guys. You see, you are to be like that ant. There is never a point when you give up. We have a job to do. We need to carry out that mission. The 69th attempt up the high wall. You know that you never know when it's the second to last time up the wall? Now, unfortunately, we can't just mark it out and say, okay, I've done it 69 times. Oh, phew, that means the 70th time it will get there. You see, you have to be prepared. And the 69th time is usually the hardest one, too. If you guys have ever noticed that, that it was right before you actually did get the breakthrough that you almost give up. I just want to freshly remind you that there is never a point that you should give up on the commission that God has given you. There is a job that needs to be done and you are the chosen vessel. You know that that grain of corn needs to get up that tall wall and you have the grace to do it. But there is something needed to get it done and that is something known as perseverance. So the 69th attempt up the high wall, it's the razor's edge of breakthrough, and yet it's the place where the bait of despair is the most alluring to the soul. You guys remember this word? In Ellerslie history, it's been pronounced incorrectly more than any other Greek word. <laughs> Ekikeo. I don't want to say how I've always pronounced it because it's just incorrect, and I'm trying to get this corrected. When I started out, I didn't listen to the pronunciation guide for it when I was first, you know, because I didn't know how to pronounce Greek when I was first starting. So I got a bad habit going. But I'm trying to change my habits, okay? Uh, Ekikeo, to give up, to let go of the grain of corn, to cease trying. Now, if you looked in your concordance, it wouldn't say to let go of the grain of corn, okay? I, I just want you to know that. However, in light of this story of Tamerlane's, it's a great illustration, you see, this is something that is very real within us. We are very susceptible to ekakeo. And yet it is something that Jesus is going to speak very specifically to. Luke 18, 1. 
Men ought always to pray and not to faint. There's our ekakeo. To lose heart is another translation for it. We should not give up. So we should always be in a position of faith. Always. And we should never let that grain of corn remain down there. But God, I've tried 69 times to carry it up this wall. I, I can't just keep going. This is, this is the realities of the Christian walk right now. Remember, the guy talking to you has labored to see the church awaken, to see it rejuvenated in its strength, to see the majesty of God return to the stage of time. You tell me if in the past four months we've gotten closer or further away. I've got a grain of corn that's bounced further away than it's ever been in my entire ministry life. What should I do? You tell me back. Should I give up? Is this the time to forsake that grain of corn and say, I'm done? You know the answer to that when it comes to my calling. Do you know the answer to that when it comes to your calling? Men ought always to pray and to not give way to ekakeo. Men ought always to pray and not to set down the grain of corn. So here's Galatians 6, 9 with our grain of corn metaphor planted in it. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we do not stop carrying the corn up the high wall. This is the commission of the king to us. But God, 69 times I've tried this. Remember what this, one, this message is called, the 69th attempt? Uh, what, what is it about the 69th attempt? It's not the final attempt. It's the attempt that is right before the breakthrough. It is the hardest one. The grain of corn often does, ding, 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 ding. I mean, it just goes way out there in, in this abandoned building. Oh, God! There's an agony in this. This is not the time to give up. Don't suck your thumb and feel sorry for yourself. Rise up as Christians. Freshly resolved to do the one thing you know you are here on earth to do. And do it boldly. Let's go up the wall again. Did I? Yeah, I read that one. Second Thessalonians 3.13. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. Do not give up even though you've done it 69 times only to see the heavy grain of corn fall to the ground. What is that thing you have set out to do for God? So all of us have a different grain of corn, even though they're all, it's all from the same cob. In other words, we're all doing the same thing, but we all have a different assignment in it. Your job is not to do exactly what I'm called to do, nor is my job to do exactly what you're called to do, but they're similar. There's a similar, if, if, if the grain of corn, I always picture it as yellow and it's, but so if it's yellow, all of our grains might be yellow. There's a similarity to them. They're all for the glory of Christ, but they're all different. They have different weights to them too. There's like the big fat grains. And then there's a little small one that we're all jealous of. It's like, how come they got a little small one? The little small one probably has little prickles on it that like sticks into your back. You're like, yeah, you don't know how hard this is. We can never, just like every cross is a different shape, weight, size, and we need to embrace the cross that we've received, the commission, the calling that we have received. Is it challenging? Yeah. 
But do you know that when you embrace your cross, you find an intimacy? The word in Scripture is a consolation. It is a warmth of Christ's presence in us that doesn't just equate or equal the task. It supersedes it. It is far beyond what we need. We gain more from God than we expend for him in every interchange in this life. So the heavier your cross, the greater the consolation. Just know. The more repetitions you need with that grain of corn, the greater the consolation. So don't mumble and groan and complain. Self-pity has no place in the kingdom of heaven. God has given you something greater. So what is that thing that you have set out to do for God? I can't define that for you, but I want you to, in a sense, allow God to stick his finger on it afresh today. Remember that? Do you remember that? You've set it down, maybe. Maybe the corn rolled under, you know, a rock over here, and you just sort of let it stay there. But may the light of Christ's presence shine afresh on it, like boom. And they're like, there it is. It's not at the top of the wall. It's way down here. But you know that God gave you that burden. You know that he commissioned you. So remember the calling, the grand commission, that eagerness and zeal that bubbled up within you because the Holy Spirit was personally equipping you to do an impossible thing. Do you remember that? When you knew he was going to do it too. Our God is able and he's going to help me get this impossible grain that is so much bigger than me up this wall. And you were so exuberant. Remember those days? That was good. And now it's like, stop, take a picture, snake. That was a click. It sounded like a schnick. Did you hear that? That was my camera sound. It came out weird. And yet, if you take a snapshot of where we're at, it's not a good picture. We could all be like, what's your grain of corn doing there? And then they could look at your picture and go, what's your grain of corn doing there? The church of Jesus Christ is close to despair right now. Because we've been laboring long and hard, and yet very few grains of corn are getting up this wall. And the devil loves it because he sees us beginning to subside into silence. He's seen us begin to lose our fight. He's seen us begin to lose our morale. Not here. Hey guys, it's high time that we refresh ourselves in the truth of Jesus Christ. Remember that passion that you had? Remember that resolution? Remember that love that coursed through your being for the lost, the dying, the poor, the least? Remember how you set out to help the orphan? Remember how you set out to serve the poor? Remember how you set out to preach the gospel to at least one person every day? Where, where did this resolve go? Where did your passion fly off to? The arguments of the devil. He's quite the attorney. And he loves to pin us into a corner with arguments that they just make so much sense. What has come of all this toil? So, let's see, you're, you're grabbing this grain of corn that is way too big for you to be carrying in the first place. I mean, I don't know what you're thinking. And then you're climbing up this high wall, and obviously it's too much for you because it fell. Okay, and then you were dumb enough to try it again. And you wasted a whole season of your life serving this vision. This calling. <laughs> what, what has come of it? What, is, what has come of your toil? Huh? Can you answer that? And it's really hard when the devil's barking at you to have to admit nothing has come of it. At least, apparently nothing has come of it. Has nothing come of your toil? Obedience 
always produces an increase of grace in our life. Getting that piece of corn up to the top of the wall is one aspect of what God is doing in your life. We, can, we have to remember that. What difference has been made after all the grain of corn is sitting right where it started? If after 69 attempts, that grain of corn is still languishing on the dirt floor, why should you expect that the 70th attempt would prove any different? Set down this burden, this calling, this commission from God. It's simply too heavy for a man to carry. God knows you are, t- are tired. Uh, sorry, that fits. But God knows you, have, you are tried. You have tried. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's incorrectly written, which is why it's very hard to read. God knows you have tried. He understands that there is a point where a man can't continue on. He sticks his hand so sympathetically, empathetically on our shoulder. And he, he gets the puppy dog eyes going. I'm so sorry you've gone through this. This must have been really taxing for you. God will understand why you should set that corn down. Don't buy it. But what does God's word say? It says, do not set down that grain of corn, Ludi. You can stick your name in. Pick it up once again and start climbing. Don't listen to your body, your feelings, that cacophony of naysayers or that wily devil. But rise up, little ant, pick up that burden afresh and go at it one more time, knowing that it is your God that gives you strength for climbing high walls, just like this one. Luke 18.1, Galatians 6.9, 2 Thessalonians 3.13, Philippians 4.13. Isn't this an amazing scripture in light of this? Now, there was a group when I was younger called the Power Team. Dave would probably remember the Power Team. Uh, Nathan would probably remember the Power Team. And it somewhat disturbed the idea of this scripture because they were looking at it with like muscular strength and they would bend things. And they would blow into hot water bottles and we would all be like, go, go. And they're like, pray, pray. And we're praying for them to bend iron. And it's like, okay, I'm not exactly sure. This is like human capacity to do human things. That's not what this is talking about. This is talking about God working in and through the saints of God to pull off impossibilities. And that there is nothing that God has called you to do that cannot be done by him working in and through you. I don't care what the devil argues. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's no way. You've done it 69 times. There is no way you can continue this. Actually, I can. Because God strengthens me. This is the gospel. Alive and kicking in our lives right now. We need to agree with it. We are not just saved 2,000 years ago by the shed blood of Jesus. We are saved by the working of Christ on our behalf to save us from letting go, to save us from despair, to save us from giving up. We have a Savior, and we need him right now. For those of you that currently have that grain of corn on your back and are fresh with faith and resolve, some of you came in here and you were strong, and you're just like ready and raring to go. Let's just carry our corn, guys. Let's, let's go. Come on. Hey, what are you doing? Setting down your corn. Let's go. That could be where some of you are at. Praise God. 
Go for it. Start climbing the high wall. And if the grain of corn falls to the ground, to the ground, pick it back up and climb again and again and again and again. Sounds like, uh, what's that movie, uh, Facing the Giants? What does he say? What, what's it? Uh, keep going. Keep going. Remember that? You guys know what I'm talking about, don't you? That's, that's, that's what this is. And again, until you reach the top. Don't stop. Don't quit. That, that sounds like it. Don't quit. Is that, is that what it is? Don't quit. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't faint. Don't give up. You do know that Eric was invited to uh, be in a movie uh, this upcoming year, and Hudson's like, no. <laughs> I'm supposed to have, I, 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 likely not going to do it, okay? Uh, but I'm supposed to have a British accent. <laughs> Anyone that knows me knows I cannot do accents. If I try and do a British accent, it'll sound Indian. So I, but I could do this role. Don't quit. See, some of you are like, you're like Alex Kendrick. (laughs) See, I could do that part. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't faint. Don't give up. Okay. What about those of you that currently have the grain of corn on your back, but are discouraged? In other words, you know that you're supposed to carry it one more time. You know what you're supposed to do. And you're, you haven't forsaken your job description. (sighs) but it's heavy right now. And it's hard. It's hard to just keep those little ant legs moving. So grit your spiritual teeth and head back up that high wall. And there's another category for those of you that set down that grain of corn in the past because it seemed too heavy. Go back to that last point of obedience, that grain of corn, and that last point of clarity, that cave of discouragement, and pick up that assignment afresh. Guys, we have a job to do. We don't have time for this whole morose, self-pitying thing. We need to get back on the horse. We need to get back to that grain of corn and start carrying it. I don't care what the natural realm is boasting. I don't care what the devil's whispering. I don't care if it's been 69 attempts up that wall. Let's go for 70. And even if it falls on the 70th, let's go for 71. And if, like Peter, we come to Jesus and say, well, I've done it 71 times, what would Jesus say? Well, 71 times 71. You keep going until. The Spirit and the bride have been praying the same prayer for 2,000 years. Should they stop? The Spirit and the bride say, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Is there a point in time where we finally give up and say, oh, forget it. We have an assignment to do and we must stay sharp and taut and sound for this job description. And even if you die with that grain of corn on your back and you haven't fully reached it, set it on the shoulders of the next generation in your passing so that they can keep carrying it up that wall. We do not relent. The master pianist approach and the secret to longevity. Listen to this. So this is Rubenstein, the master pianist. If I omit practice one day, I notice it. If two days, my friends notice it. If three days, the public notices it. You know that you could say the same thing about our spiritual walk? Those of us that have an intimate walk with Christ know very well when we're off. The world might not. Leslie's pretty attuned to how healthy I am. You guys might not notice it if I were to eh, skip 
my time with Christ here, lose the focus here. However, my family begins to pick up on it quicker than everyone else. I pick up on it quicker than they do. You see, this is, the, the key here is to say consistency, perseverance. We have a job to do and there isn't time to take off and to turn off the church for a year. Okay, am I getting passionate about that again? That is so ridiculous to me, I don't even have words for it. Excuse me, but we do not just put pause onto the church of Jesus Christ. You do that to your soul, you wither up and die. You don't just suddenly say, oh, I guess you know, we, we shouldn't have church for a year. We have church, and it doesn't matter what's going on. They could declare it a crime against humanity, and we would sneak off in the night to gather. Welcome to the historic underground church of Jesus Christ. We will persevere and we will continue and it doesn't matter what is taking place around us. We must continue day in and day out. We have a job to do. So perseverance, continuing to do something you know is right, even if you have failed 69 times prior in trying. You know what's right. You know what to do. I can't say the answer for you if I I said, fill in the blank. What is it that you know you should be doing? I I can't even guess for you what that is. And if you ask me what it is, it's a mixture of various things. Praying is one of them. Eric, don't, don't stop praying. Don't just talk about praying. Pray. You see, there's various things. For me, it's continuing to speak. You see, when I speak boldly, I have more drama in my life. I don't really like drama. If I just tempered it, if I just curtailed sort of how sharp I would say things, and maybe make it a little more correct, I would have an easier life. I can't do that. I know that I have a commission. It's different. Our commissions are all different. I need to fulfill mine. And they all involve challenge, each one of us. For some of you, it's like, I know I need to speak to the people I work with. You know what? That might be harder than anyone here has because the people you work with, (laughs) they're not going to make your life easy if you bring up Christ. You could lose your job right now if you stand up for the truth. You're going to do that? I mean, your job is like how you make it. And yet you know what grain of corn you've been assigned. Carry it and carry it well. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily Monday through Friday at 8.15 a.m. And our weekend service is streamed at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellerslie.com. We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day, a week, or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellerslie.com. Thanks for listening.